on this episode of the AIE podcast. We have a new victim. I mean, officer. <laughs> wow. Come join it. Come join AIE for some new stuff to do in WoW. And it's the summer of 300. Shadowbringers is semi-live and it's good. So much game news. All that and more coming up right now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE podcast. Right. Welcome to episode 323 of the podcast celebrating you, the Aaliyah Ioctas gaming community. The die has been podcast. This is Tetsemi, and to my left is MewCow. Greetings, guildies and gamers. <laughs> and to my right and up is Makala. Hey guys, there are some dark chocolate fig cakes in the guild kitchen. Yes, because figs are in season. That's all. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, due to real-life conflicts, we are joined by previously unannounced special guests, us. Abo yeah. and Dur- Duras were uh, indisposed, but they will be on next podcast to talk about the actual launch of Final Fantasy XIV and how it's going. Can we be honest? They're actually just busy playing, and they couldn't... We could say that, but... That's not actually true. We know oh. we know what's going on, but yeah, that's what it would seem like. Yes, it, it really, yeah. Yeah, I won't. I won't mention the fact that they're both sitting in the Final Fantasy voice channel right now, probably playing. So yeah, <laughs> nothing to do with anything, though. Nothing at all. No, 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 no. nothing at all. Just kidding, guys. Right. We love you. We'll talk to you. We'll talk to you in two weeks about exactly what you're doing. Two exactly. Two all right, we will be digging into how and what we game shortly. But first, let's cover this week's news. A.I.E. News. Welcome and congratulations to Mailug Arrow Shield as they join the A.I.E. Officer Corp. Yay! Yay! And, and, and the chat room. And the chat room. Oh, hey. There you go. <laughs> and also, uh, Summer of Love Week for A.I.E. will be starting around July 28th and running until uh, August 4th with the August 2nd reserve for the actual annual Remembrance Day. Uh, Guild fun events in almost all games and divisions are being planned for that week, and a full schedule and details will be published on the Guild blog soon, so keep an eye out for it. And in community news, uh, we have uh, all kinds of mandatory fun nights, where a fun is mandatory, but attendance is not, but should be. A couple of games have moved days, or did move days in the past, or like to have extra days, so be sure you double check when everything's running on the schedule. Uh, so starting with, and actually I wanted to do this last week. Oh, no, no, we did that last week. Uh, Sunday, we day. yeah, we did move it last week. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, STO will be starting in about twenty-one minutes at eight thirty p.m. Eastern. Uh, so be sure to join them um, during or after the show on Monday. We have Guild Wars two at nine thirty p.m. Eastern. And then Tuesday, we have SWOTOR at 9 p.m. Eastern, or what is that, uh, 8 p.m. Central Time? As no, no, it's, not, it, it's, not, it's 9 p.m. Okay, <laughs> sorry, I was looking at the wrong one. Yes, 8 p.m. Max Time. Yes, 8 yes. p.m. Max Time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wednesdays is the 
early edition of the Final Fantasy XIV Fun Night at 10 p.m. Eastern. And then on Fridays, we have ESO at 9 p.m. Eastern. And then we have Final Fantasy Late Night at 11 p.m. Eastern. But pretty much they're on this entire week. I mean, if you log into the Discord, you're going to find Abbo and Doris and a few others in Final Fantasy voice chat, regardless of what time it is. I'm pretty sure that they've they've only been taking breaks to shortly rest and then pop right back on. So. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll talk more about that, but uh, otherwise, Saturdays, Lord of the Rings Online has an 8.30 p.m. Eastern slot, and a new raid in WoW has an 11 p.m. Eastern slot. So there's plenty going on all week. Make sure you join in. All right, and in Guild uh, Podcast News, Sotor Escape Podcast 297, our creator content interview. This week, AIE SEMA, Max the Gray, and Astromac 297 explain what the heck what the heck we mean in our answers to our creative content interview with Daniel Steed that was published on SOTOR.com on Thursday. So also check out clearly SOTOR.com as well as Escape Podcast 297. And in Escape Podcast 298, the summer of 300, uh, this week AIE SEMA, Max Gray, and Astromech 297 kick off the summer of 300 where they work to launch work to get the last few of their eight class their eight classes to CXP rank 300 before those achievements are retired when 6.0 launches they talk tricks and tips to get that sweet CXP and in working class nerds episode 247 does e3 rhyme with PVP I guess it does yeah, <laughs> yeah kind of yeah. 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 Uh, Marcus and Nick are gay are joined by AIE uh, Gildy Madula and next Nazir to talk about what they're expecting. If they, uh, wow, I can't speak. Um, talk about what they're excited that they saw at this year's E3 conference, as well as the current and upcoming state of PvP in Sotor. And in Nomads, um, Harry Potter was united. A handful of AIE members are trading friend codes and capturing the foundables. It's a uh, Pretty pretty much a Pokemon Go clone with a Harry Potter theme and a few twists like brewing potions, dealing with uh, Harry Potter-based monsters, freeing students, and stuff like that. It's a, it's a fun game. Um, they're fighting um, Haggard in weird places. Yep. Yes. yep. Yeah. Uh, trapped by spiders. Um, do be careful of the phone drain, the battery drain. It does kind of drain the battery, but most new games do. Yep. All right. And in WoW news, right now, as a matter of fact, we have a mostly all-hunter raid in Oldir going for the Hunter Taming book organized by DOA and Gajora. So that's on right now. So if you're listening to this live, you might want to pop up to the WoW voice channel and see if there's still room. Uh, New Braid killed Rostacon last night, which was a first for a couple of attendees. All right, and patch 8.2 dropped, opening up Mechagon and Najatar for questing and story. We have a link to the the content update notes in there, but just some a few tiny highlights. Strap in. All right, increase your power with Benthic gear, new upgradable armor that can be collected in Najatar. 
if you like barnacles, this is the armor for you. <laughs> Just saying, if you're if you're into the whole pirate barnacle, um, you know, uh, pirates of the Caribbean, you know, undead coming out of the uh, thing with the barnacles. Yeah, that's this is the armor David for Jones. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, defeating powerful enemies, completing quests, plundering the treasures of Ashara's minions may yield prismatic mana per- pearls. Spend the new currency on many different items within Najatar, including benthic tokens and upgrades for benthic gear, pets, and a mount. After establishing a hub in Najatar and empowering the Heart of Azeroth, players will make their way to Mechagon, starting the quest The Legend of Mechagon, which can be accepted by Alliance players in Boralus and Horde players in Dazarlor near each city's respective flight masters. Once you're in the zone, uh, players will have access to Pascal King, K1N6, a giant iron robot who will help players craft equipment, mounts, toys, consumables, and more in exchange for first part spare parts and energy cells found across Mechagon. Recipes to craft more items can be found across the island. As a matter of fact, I had enough to craft the mechanical cat, and today while I was out questing, I got the red paint drop, which means that you can actually dye the cat red. I think there's red, green, orange, blue, and maybe one other color that I've seen uh, available, but I have the red one now, so it's it's tinted red. Um, and that is the junkyard tinkering. There is also a pocket-sized computation device. This pocket-sized device is a trinket that allows players to customize via three punch card sockets in which you can insert one red, one yellow, and one blue punch card. Uh, level 120 players will then Prince will unite with Prince Arizamin and the Rustbolt resistance to help overthrow his deranged father and destroy his M- Mecha Originator Doomsday device in this new eight boss mega dungeon. Um, also, while you're out questing, uh, Keep an eye out for quests and drops and hints and other things that will uh, allow you to unlock essences for the Heart of Azeroth. These are items that powered up very similar to some of the unlocks we had in Legion with the um, the weapons. Weapon? Yeah. yeah, the artifact weapon. All right. Uh, there is new mount equipment. If you had the water strider, you should have got one uh, water strider or one uh, water walking thing in the mail. It's per character, but it's for all the mounts on that character. So if you equip the water walking on, you know, on your your main, uh, and then you decide later on you want to do the parachute because you like jumping off mountains for whatever reason. Uh, you can put that on, you know, put that on another character, and then all the mounts have that uh, ability to, you know, fall from a great height, and the parachute will land you down slowly. Um, but again, it's it's one piece of equipment for all your mounts on that character. And the equipment gets destroyed when you replace it. So you can't just swap it out. Yeah, it's a good gem. Unlike the Heart of Essence, the Essences, which you can swap out without destroying them. Um, also, new quests. You have new stories and adventures from Magni Bronzebeard, uh, continuation of the war campaign, the stay of execution, dealing with Blaine, Bane Bloodhoof, and new heritage armor for the Gnomes and Torin. Uh, there is a new epic battleground ashram uh that's in the when you call up the battlegrounds you have to go down to the epic battleground section which is a 40 player one and you can queue for that 
Uh, if you are in war mode, there is a new war mode event called the Battle for Najatar. And I think there's one of the essences that you can only get if you're in war mode uh, and do a certain quest line. So that's something you may want to look at. You can open up the Heart of Azeroth. It lists all the essences and how you acquire them. So take I a think, look. Uh, one of them is also you have to kill X number of Alliance players. Or Horde players. Yes. So, yeah, but but they, yeah, they, they recommend they highly recommend if you're after that one, do it now while people yeah. are still not able to fly. Exactly, because yeah. once you know, once you're flying, forget it. Yeah. Uh, there are new island expeditions. There are two new islands. They are very fun. We ran those. Uh, I think we ran those on Sunday, um, and, and those were those were fun to go through. Um, there are on the islands now. There's new equipment that you can power up. Um, there's a goblin jump pack that you find eight pieces of it throughout the island you take it back to your ship which you can use the flight master to get back to your ship just in case you didn't know that hmm. um and then you power up the jump pack and then when you jump you basically it's a mini heroic leap for anyone hmm. and land on people do damage it's fun um also there are new missions and new mechanics uh in the uh war table uh, and there are new troops as well. So uh, one of the ones you'll unlock is from, uh, it's a new type called the captain um, or sailor. I forget what the actual term is, but you get it after a short quest line. And then that troop will take care of missions that involve the sea and reduce the time and the difficulty on those. Um Almost like the uh, the uh, thing from uh, what do you call it? Duh, duh. The garrison, the shipyard. Yeah, it's like they combine the yeah, two. Exactly. They'd, yeah, but thankfully, it's all contained on mm -hmm. the mission table with the followers. In yeah, yeah. Um, as you take the fight to the seas, your loyal followers will be with you every step of the way. You can now enlist. That's there. It is the boat captains and other skilled seafarers to fight your battles. I just had to read. Um, <laughs> Also in Najatar, uh, I don't think it's in here. Yeah. In Najatar, you get a bodyguard similar to what you had in Legion. They level up. They get new powers. There's DPS. There's a healer. There's a tank. Um, and as they level up, they get new powers. And it really does help in Najatar to have them along. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's, yeah, like I said, it's there's one of three. And you're actually choosing it for the day. So right, the thing that trips some people up, and I think they finally yeah. put that warning um, in a they do. patch. Yeah. yeah. Saying, so, by the way, so when you level it, up, yeah, go ahead. I say as as you when you choose it for the day, that's this for the rest of the day. Then the next day you have to uh, you have to remember that too. The next day you have to go back to the conch and say, "Hey, I need this person." Right, and it does have a, a blue repeatable quest mm -hmm. thing above the conch to remind you, "Hey, do this," and then. When you pop it open, it shows you the three tabs and you can see the levels of each where they're at and what powers they have and when they unlock those. So yeah. I think the highest level is 15 on them, on each of them. Because wow. um, they get their last, well, they get their last power at 15. Because okay. you, uh, you get it at one, three, and then I think the next one's 15 for some reason. Mm. But That's a lot of grinding. It is. Um once the once forbidden skies of Kulturas and Zandalar will soon begin open to the heroes eager to take flight. The battle, the achievement battle for Azeroth Pathfinder part two will allow daring adventurers to 
take to the skies in BFA zones, including the two new ones, which is awesome. Uh, Unlock flying will be rewarded with a mechanical parrot mount, the Wonder Wing 2.0, oh, which looks fun. very cool. Uh, essentially, for Pathfinder Part 2, it's explore both new zones and get revered with the two new factions and have done Pathfinder Part 1, you're good. Play the game, basically. Play the, yeah, play the game. Um, and there are new mounts. As I was talking earlier, I just got the mechanical cat mount. Um, there are others. There's a tide stallion that you get. There's a horse that runs around, and you have to basically attract its attention, and then it will give you the quest um and and there's other things so just keep your eye out basically explore everything yes i know it's easier once you have flight right, um, or if you're a rogue or druid and can stealth everywhere but basically just go everywhere explore everything don't rely on just looking at the the map and looking for quest markers those aren't gonna help they'll nope. tell you they'll get you to the area but then once you're in the area look around yeah, um there's so many yeah, one of the things I really like in Mechagon is they give you a quest to go unlock six treasure chests in Mechagon. And it basically, they put them six different areas. So it forces you to go explore because once you unlock a quest, a chest for that day, it doesn't respawn for you. So you have to go find all of them. Um, and the last thing, there is a uh, two, two last things. Pet Battle Dungeon Stratholm. Mm-hmm. So if you're into pet battles, there's a new pet dungeon and players can now make all their armor slots, except the legs mm-hmm. hidden. Let's keep it classy. <laughs> all right. Yeah. But so that, yeah. That's wow. If you, if you are enjoying wow, you like, wow, you like how well plays eight dot two is definitely more of wow for wow players. Mm-hmm. But if you like story and you like other things, what do we have, Mew? Well, it uh, seems like they put all the story into Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> Funny how that works. Um, instead of the drip feed method, um, Final Fantasy fourteen puts it all out there for you. Yep. Um, uh, reason being is that if you're familiar, there's an expansion coming called Shadowbringers. Um, however, pre-launch is live. So if you happen to have pre-ordered Shadowbringers, you're probably already playing and aren't listening right now because you're too busy playing it. Um, and that seems to be the case all around. Uh, if you, uh, it basically as of Friday, I think it was 5 a.m. Eastern. Um, yeah. They opened the gates wide, which is a double meaning. Um, and uh, everyone flooded in. Uh, the queue was very high. Um, it's probably the highest I've seen it so far. But uh, the, the upside is, is that, um, things were pretty clean. I mean, once you were in, there was nearly no hiccups. Uh, it was just live and good to go. Um, everyone was very eager to go. I was surprised with just how, how many people were, were raring to go. Um, uh, there was a very large contingent of AAFC members. Um, they're still there. I, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I think they've stopped to rest every now and then. Maybe. Maybe, but, uh, maybe, yeah. Well, I mean, Abo has twins, so does he ever really rest? I, no, I, think what he, no. I think what he does is plays, falls asleep at his desk. The twins wake him up. He goes, takes care of the twins, and then comes back and plays right. more Final Fantasy fourteen. Yep, sounds about right. Uh, the uh, Discord voice channel has been packed. Um, I, I have yet to see a time of day, day or night, that there's not been someone in the voice channel. So there's someone there to play with and talk to if you want it. Um, you know, happy to jump in. Uh, 
just so you know, the, the, everyone's very active and uh, some people are, are fairly well into the story. So if you need help with the new dungeons or with the new fates or just anything else you might need an extra person for, they're going to be there and they seem very um, happy to help you. Um, Luckily, there was no Raubon Extreme Modes um, for those that were here for uh, Stormblood. Um, <clears throat> there was a couple different points where uh, it forced you into a non-skippable instance um, solo fight, and it wasn't queued. So uh, the servers just fell over when thousands and thousands oh, of players all hit it at once. So yeah. it wasn't a denial service. It was a players trying to play the game issue. Yes, yeah. it was a den- deny of playing yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they've they've gotten around that this time. There's been none of those issues. They said that they they decided, you know, we didn't realize we needed a queuing system for a solo instance. Now we have one. Awesome. <laughs> that's something. That you know, that that's you more not... on your feet. But yeah, yeah. They're, they're used to needing it for the dungeons. You know, that that's where everyone oh, okay. hits really hard. They just these these solo instances. It's literally just it's they treat it. It's like playing a single player RPG. That's that's right. what. Yeah. Solo instances are. It's, it's literally that, and it, it it even feels that right, way. Right, like, but if you have thousands of players hitting it right. all at the same time, you're going to yeah. bury the server. I just I don't. It's was the first time I think they've done that. Had such an, an important fight right in the beginning. Normally, those important fights are further down. Yeah, but they wanted to get you right into the to the swing of things. So yeah, um, but, but yeah. But also, it I think a part of it is the popularity because you know each expansion they've been building their player base and building their player base. And it, there's just hype for this. But the, the last, the last counts that they were, they published were 16 subscription, 16 million subscriptions. Yeah. So I'm not sure, you know, what qualifications are for that because I right. mean, that seems pretty darn high. I mean, isn't that higher than wow? That doesn't make sense. So yeah. But, well, you could think about it is WoW's player base mainly was, you know, North America, Europe, and then China. a lot of it was China. Yeah, huge. China. Final Fantasy is now, you know, I- Asia, North America, and Europe. Europe. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah no, I, right. yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah. Well, especially the other thing is Final Fantasy 14's on. PC and platforms. Yeah. 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 Yeah, And it it plays beautifully on PlayStation Four. I'm just surprised how well they've done to get that work. And, and the, the fact too, that if you still want to be on your PC, you can still use your PlayStation four controller to flawlessly the game on PC. Yeah. So, or, you know, you can, Xbox works. It doesn't care. Just, you can put a controller in it perfectly. But uh, but yeah, that, that's always been uh, pretty amazing with that. And but yeah, it's just it, it it definitely feels like it. Like the game is packed. There's just people everywhere. And you know, uh, Goblin, where the um, where our guild is at, is considered a low pop server. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. But also look- a preferred server, right? Yeah, it's a low pop preferred yeah. server. It's where all the new people are put. And it's just like wow that this does not feel like an a low pop server. It's no. it's so full of life. The main cities are packed. All of the main cities are packed. Yeah. But especially Limsa. I I don't know why people love Limsa and Limsa. It's probably because the Aetherite crystal is next to the market boards there. That's that's what I can think of is maybe everything's all right there. But uh, yeah, the the game's definitely hopping. Um, But uh, but yeah, they've learned learned from from, uh, Stormblood. Um, So they've, they've done a couple of really important changes. Uh, so to, to kind of touch on the broad story notes without any real spoilers, 
Um, Shadowbringers is darker in tone. I, I'm surprised. <laughs> Something called Sh Shadowbringers is darker in tone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's very surprising. And if you remember, there was a lot of talk of morally gray story we couldn't find. And we were wondering where it was. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think we found it in Final Fantasy XIV. Because yeah. holy cow, there's a lot of morally gray stuff going on. Uh, well, because I'm in, I'm in the post Heaven's Ward. Haven't got to Stormblood yet. Mm -hmm. And you see the morally gray starting there. Mm -hmm. So I still have to go through, you know, Stormblood to get to it. But yeah, I can see how they're setting it up. Oh yeah. This uh, Shadowbringers is all about, Hey, Molly gray. Everything's Molly gray. Molly gray here. Molly. It's like, like, it's just a palette of grays. Right. Right. So, so as long as there aren't any, yeah. As long as there aren't any Jedi, you know, McCall. <laughs> really? <laughs> Isn't there a term for, for gray Jedi? Yeah. Yeah. Not but, canon. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's it's been it's been an interesting story so far. Um, another thing that they uh, it's, it's interesting about the expansion, uh, unlike the usual uh, main story quest uh, on rails experience, they're actually throwing in kind of not quite branches, but like you know choices of which way you want to go. Kind of like how WoW started doing it, to where you can go to any of the zones you want. Right. They're they're kind of doing that with with uh, with Final Fantasy, which. It's interesting because the reason why Final Fantasy tends to keep it on rails is because everything tends to lead into everything else, tends to lead into everything. Right. Yeah. So yeah. They, they've actually found a way of allowing the player base to kind of split itself off in the beginning. So that kind of helps with the whole not having a Robin Extreme mode. It's, yeah. it's you know, you're ha half people going this way, half people going that way. You'll you'll come back to the main area. But the thing is, is you're going to then have to go back to the side you didn't pick. So you're kind of right. doing, you know, crazy eight thing going on to get there. But like, it's, it's nice that they're giving you more of a choice. So if you, ha you know, are weird like me and have alts, you can ha take a different path to, to get to where you're going. But uh, well, and that's the other thing. Cause part of the other thing with the zones is unlocking the flying in each of them. So if you're kind of, you know, meandering zones, you know, you you kind of have to remember, hey, make sure you get flying, which mm -hmm. generally comes at the end of that zone. So, yeah. 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 And so far it feels like they, they kind of did this a little bit in Stormblood where um, when they introduce you to these zones, you're kind of only getting access to the first half at first. And they're okay. sending you back in. Kind of like in like Heaven's Ward where you got sent there, you explored a little bit of it, and then... An uh, entire zone later, you come back to it and mm -hmm. do second half. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then now they're doing that even more so. I think they liked having you dip a toe in, get a feel for the place, go back, get, you know, do the main story beats and then kind of come back in. It's like, oh, yeah, this place again. And then you kind of dig a bit more. Then you get flying. And then, then as, you know, once, once the game knows that you could have get flying, that's when it starts giving you quests that actually need flying. Okay. So, gotcha. It's kind of neat that way. It's, you know, if basically if you get a quest and it's like, I can't do that without flying. Oh, I mean, that means flying's ready. Yay. So it's kind of a interesting way of doing things, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's been, it's, it's a nice change of pace. You're not just on, on the rails experience. It's not the, it, it's still a theme park, but it doesn't feel quite as bad as it did in the past. So you kind of have a little bit of choice. Um, it's, there's a lot of great galore. Um, we're, we're getting a lot of interesting uh, plot holes filled in, but it's making even bigger holes available. Right. <laughs> so, 
It's the thing about answering questions is they generate more questions. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm also hearing from the uh, Discord voice chatter that uh, the first dungeon has some very big reveals. Mm. Um, The end of Stormblood had some interesting reveals. So... Um, yeah, it's it's just been an interesting just line of, of stuff like stuff that just turns everything on its head. It's it's more into that morally gray stuff. It's yeah yeah. If you haven't gotten there yet, uh, people, there's some really interesting story coming. Um, but enough about story, even though that's the best part of it. Uh, yeah, that is really the best part of yeah, it. It's it's just so well done, and and you are such an important part of it. Like you're not just a, a mindless cog in the you know on the wheels of of war. You're actually like a main part. You're you're being asked questions, and you're you're actually like a main driver of what's going on. And so it's like you're kind of like the 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 trump card coming in, saying you know oh things aren't going where to stand still. Bring in the warrior of light, and then you just kind of push through, and it's, it's kind of a nice feeling. Right. But uh, but yeah, it's yeah. Anyway, we can talk about story for, for, for days. Um, there are, however, some new classes that everyone's jumping in. We've kind of touched on it. Uh, the secondhand reports I've gotten is that dancer is a ton of fun to play, and you might forget that this is a range class. It's also a support class. Yeah, yeah. no, completely forget that because just of the moves, because it mm-hmm. has a ten yard leap forward mm-hmm. or dash forward that you find yourself in melee and you're like, wait, I'm not supposed to be here back out. Yep. Yeah. You're not supposed to, it doesn't seem like it hurts that much, but yeah, you're supposed, you're, you're considered range support. So it's, it's, it's kind of like, like how the bards and machinists are supposed to be pulled back a bit. Yeah. But just the way the dancer moves. um, uh, I know a lot of uh, ninja diehards uh, are saying it feels a lot like how, how that goes, but you're supposed to be range. You're throwing, you know, and I can see how it might even be slightly, ra- you know, rated yeah. to it. It's essentially like a like a range ninja. It is, yeah. Chakra and you right. know, I think there might be boomerangs at some point. You know, it's you know, it's it's, yeah. it's thrown melee weapons essentially. <laughs> so, but uh, but yeah, it's we're hearing that's a lot of fun. Um, <clears throat> we're also hearing that Gunbreaker is a very fun ta- uh, tank ca- class to play. Um, there's even, you know, the, there's always that, that, uh, desire for some people, like people to be anti-flavor of the month. Like, you know, I'm not going to go with the, the flow, but there's even those people are getting dragged in saying, no, this is actually fun. This is a fun tank. Why, why is this so fun? I guess I'm a gunbreaker now is what yeah. I'm hearing from a lot of people. Um, no, it, 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 it is, it plays. <sighs> yeah. It, it, there's a rhythm to it that you have to get used to just like dancer. It's interesting to me. They're both rhythm classes, but once you get that rhythm, you're good. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, that and, um, Oh, the other one I try, I think red mage, red, red mage was the other one that I unlocked realizing that's an expansion. Yeah, though. It is, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's where they were just starting to get into this interesting stride of making really interesting changes to the classes are just making yeah. us all together. But yeah, it's like, oh, duh, that's, duh, the duh, other thing. that's the other thing. They took away two of my spells and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I mentioned here, a lot of familiar buttons are just gone. I mean, mm-hmm. when you log in, you're just going to see a bunch of red slashes through, through yeah. your, your commands. Get, go ahead and remove combined? them. What? Were things combined when the comes no, to that? No, they just they they streamlined. They took out the like there was a um there was a tank only 
bar for you know building up threat and stuff like that mm-hmm. that's completely gone yep. so anything that relied on that is gone so like bards had a aoe or not an aoe but basically like a party restore mm-hmm. uh that so that's gone Could, uh, well yeah. part of that is because there's not tp anymore right exactly so, so that's what they to do so like anything that related to tp they took completely mm-hmm. out um, I can't do magic regen anymore. Um, and they took out my kill shot. I, you know, the below 10% yeah. hit the mm-hmm. button. That's gone. Yeah, um, they, which I think they felt it was just unfair for, for bursty stuff. Like raids love bringing bards and machinists because of that kill shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they're kind of, it's, it's, it's funny to watch that they're, they've been learning from what wow's been learning about. Yeah, you know, bring the player, not the class. All those, those kind of funny things, like you know, don't be super crazy with your with your buttons, but still, but while I was learning, maybe we need to be crazy. So Final yeah. Fantasy is kind of benefiting, saying, okay, we need to prune it a little bit, but not too much. Because right. they've taken a lot of the buttons away, but they've given a few back. They've been yeah. using new stuff. They combine some stuff, but it's mostly just they're trying to give the classes like an actual good feel. Again, right. learning, learning and they and they do. Yeah, it, it's like like you know one of the things that's been interesting. So, for those not aware, um, scholar and summoner have the same job. They they come from the same job. Um, they're they're classes, or is it the other way around? I always get the two confused. Isn't it from um, Arcanist? They, yeah, they both come from that. Um, so they share they share a that that experience pool. And as a result, up until now, they've been very similar. They had a lot of the same spe- spells. They had the same you know mechanics to spend those spells. And it was very samey, just one damaged, one healed. And in fact, if you were a scholar, you were expected to also damage as you were healing. Right. Because you had a, a fairy that kind was... Like a disciplined priest. Yeah. It was very, very much a disciplined priest with an automatic healer um, fairy on your shoulder, just kind of throwing mm-hmm. heals at people. So they... they it, you, if you weren't DPSing, they'd yell at you almost. But not, you know, Final Fantasy XIV, they don't really yell at you. It's, it's the other amazing thing is with 16 million people playing, they're not yelling at each other. And, and, and frothing at the mouth of things. But anyway, uh, the, the two of those are very similar. So in this expansion, they've actually kind of started separating the two. So um, the Scholar now has um, has kept, uh, what is it? Uh, it's Aether. They, they have a, a, they push a button and get like three, three dots of being able to use an instant cast spell kind of thing. Right. They've taken that away from the Summoner. The summoner actually gains those by doing something else that they're supposed to be doing. So they've actually kind of streamlined their DPS uh, rotation a bit. Um, it used to be that if you wanted to summon, the, do your ultimate, which was uh, getting Bahamut out, um, you had to uh, get your get your Aether counts, run through them, do the little thing that happens when you run out of the Aether counts to, you know, you, you do like an instant cast to build that up, then get your, your dots up again, run through those three again, pop it up again, and then you can summon Bahamut out, and he does right. all of his super moves on him. They kind of clean that up. It's a little faster, because that's the thing is, you know, everyone was wanting to get to that really cool spell. So it's 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 feels more like a, you know, an interesting rotation. You're really DPSing. You're not just a DPS with some healing abilities. They kind of even took that away from them. Mm-hmm. That, you know, they're, that's not what they're supposed to be doing. And the same thing for the healers. Healers, you're noticing you don't have as many DPS buttons as you used to because they don't want you to be healing. You're, they want, or sorry, they don't want you to be DPSing. You're supposed to be healing your healer. Do some healing. Yep. So, and the tanks have also had some stuff change too. Um, they, their auras have changed. I've noticed 
Um, they don't have mitigation orders anymore. They're just, they're tanks. I mean, they're, they're, I guess the idea is, well, you're a tank, you're wearing armor. Why right. does that armor not work as well? Because you're trying to do a little extra DPS. So yeah. they took that away. You don't have a DPS aura and a tank aura. Now it's more of a, I'm doing a better job of keeping threat aura. Mm-hmm. Right. So I guess you're insulting their mother a little harder or something. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you're doing something to get things throwing attention shade. a bit better. Do I? Yeah. Throwing, throwing shade. shade. Oh, yeah. Definitely yeah. throwing lots. Shady Especially aura, in, you know. definitely in Shadowbringers, you're throwing <laughs> lots of shade. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's it's interesting the, the way they're going. Um, I like it. It, it feels good. Um, I've actually been leveling as a uh, Dark Knight because it just felt fitting in this mm-hmm. enchantment. Yeah. And, <clears throat> you know, it, it, it feels meaty. It's, you know, there's some good AOE. They've kind of changed the way that uh, class plays to where, you know, you're, you're building up um, its own resource and you're spending it a lot easier. You're not having to hold it for like, you know, once in the, I'm about to die kind of cooldowns. It's mm-hmm. just, you're just being a tank and enjoying mm-hmm. yourself. So, you know, so far I'm liking it. Um, but uh, so is everyone else. It seems yeah. um, <clears throat> speaking of other things that everyone's liking that are new. Uh, there's <laughs> been a flood of bunnies. Mm-hmm. They're just everywhere. Yep. Um, it's possible the majority of the race is no longer Makote. It is now Viera because mm-hmm. they're everywhere. <laughs> they are. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're going to, it's basically like. It's almost like bunnies. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Reproduce. Well, yeah. well, the funny thing is, is there's only female ones. So we're not sure how this is happening. <laughs> yeah. Biology. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, on the other side of that, we have the Hrothgar. Um, not quite as popular, but still very visible because they're big, hulking cat dudes. Yeah. Uh, you can't miss them. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, rumor is both uh, races have little reason to use the esthetician, though, um, which is the hairdresser in this world, mm-hmm. uh, because their hair is tied to their actual face, the face you choose, meaning... You'll have to use a Fantasia, uh, which is Final Fantasy XIV's um, version of uh, Race Change, to change all that out. Okay. Um, so it's kind of annoying. Um, you know, there's probably hope that they'll try to fix that. Um, but, you know, they're still doing some stuff. Like, they wanted to give you the playable race, and this is the playable race. They're they're still adding things like the Hrothgar don't have a lot of hats yet. Uh, in fact, I don't think they have any hats. They just have, they've managed to get glasses and bandanas and other little, just little pieces to, to you attach to the head. Just fine. Same thing for the Viera. Um, uh, they just, the way their, their heads are and the fact that, well, the Viera have giant ears, um, you know, they haven't figured out a good way of putting hats on them yet. Yeah. You know, it's already kind of silly with the Makote with their cat ears. Like when they right. try to give them a hat, you can very clearly see the, the the ears either sticking out or like they they're part of the hat where their right, ears. Right. Are. I always wonder like how do you hear? Yeah, like, exactly. Your ears in this helmet that's clearly static, like those ear parts are not moving. Your ears just shoved in there. How do you hear anything when you're tanking? Yeah. How does that work? But um, but yeah, just just to warn people, like you know, um, when you are creating a new Viera or Hrothgar. Make sure you're happy with the hair because you're stuck with it for a while until right. they figure something out. Voice. Hmm? Some of the people didn't like the Viera voice they they picked. So there's a there was a link somebody yes. linked all the Viera voices and went through them all because they sound different on the creation screen than they yeah. do when you're in combat. Yeah, that's the battle voices and and number seven in particular for the Viera is is actually confirmed to be bugged. Oh, interesting. And that's why it's so horrible because it's basically yeah. like 
basically it's i think they gave it the wrong sound so as the character is like you know shooting arrows or shooting a gun you basically hear oh, wow <laughs> it's like i think that that's probably like the the damage um mm-hmm. noises like they're being hit or falling or something along right. that noise and they accidentally put it onto the battle noises <laughs> so so yeah it's been interesting that though. sounds like a feature a bug not a feature yeah <laughs> yeah but some people are, of course, loving it, so they're just, you know, right, right. happily choosing it. It's kind of the new version of, uh, so the the Makote females had have a very high pitched noise they make when if for one of the voices if you choose. So it mm-hmm. sounds like a very high 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 um, pitched squeak, and that's been the yeah. last voice that everyone very. It's, it's it's because it sticks out so much as you're in the midst of battle. You hear, ah, ah, ah. it's like, okay, yeah, that's that one uh, one cat girl voice. So yeah. So yeah, now there's the Viera one. So there are lots of comments about that. Um, let's see. Oh yes, and for, for those that are new to the game, um, I wanted to leave a little section in here for catch up. It is highly recommended you play through the entire story at least once, um, because it's just too good to, to pass yeah. up. Um, but otherwise, um, there is now class level two seventy skips and straight to Shadowbringer story skips available for purchase with your real life money in the mug station. So if you've, you know, kind of fallen behind, you got distracted by something and you're like, Oh, I'm gonna have to go through all this stuff to catch up to everybody. Well, no, it's not a big deal. You you can, you can with real life money, catch up to everyone and get into all the new shiny stuff. Um, it, it is recommended that you go th- all the way through the story at least once. Um, although I know not everyone has four or five alts uh, in this game. Um, so yeah. Um, <clears throat> Uh, for those that are um, uh, playing the the older expansion, don't worry that you're going to be left behind, though, because those playing the newest expansion uh, will be interacting with those players and in the old content. So mm-hmm. you're not going to be left behind. You're just still going to see your friends. Um, they have to do the old stuff. They're going to be in the old areas. It's just part of the way the game is designed. Um, they're going to be in the same queues you are. It's just they're going to be, you know, there are specific cues where they want to stick to the higher stuff they can. But for the most part, it's actually more beneficial to do the, the cues that are throughout the whole game. So you're going to see them, don't worry. You're awesome. going to see plenty of Hrothgar and Viera gunbreakers because everyone's a gunbreaker. But yeah, I think that's more than enough for me about Final Fantasy XIV. It's awesome. a lot of fun. Um, the real launch is on Tuesday. Um, so uh, yeah. Be prepared. All right. Uh, so we have some brief uh, SOTOR news. Uh, AIE and SOTOR has initiated the summer of 300 with a handful of CXP 300 achievements being removed from in the fall for the expansion. Uh, they want to get some of them done before it becomes a feat of strength. Uh, there's a group working on command ranks on alts to see how far they can get over the summer. Also in that 300 theme, I'm sure you guys noticed that last escape podcast we mentioned was uh, 296. Eight. So, um, mm-hmm. that means this episode 300 is coming on Tuesday, July 9th. Uh, they'll likely be taking over some or all of the MFN for a pre party show and then talking about the last five years of SOTOR. Uh, for Friday night MFN and weekly activities, the guild is kicking their large invasion t- targets this summer. The devs increase the rate of conquest points. Uh, gain in a couple of ways, and AIE, of course, is taking full advantage of that. 
Uh, July's Mega is a full epic. It will be an epic hunt for the ancient threat on Yavin. This will be a 727, and this will be on 727. It will mark the kickoff for AIE's Summer of Love. A big hello and welcome to a handful of new AIE members that have joined in the last few weeks. Welcome, guys. <clears throat> yeah, and we did uh, Terror from Beyond, which is a operation on Tuesday's MFN. I had mm -hmm. a level 70 brand new healer, was command rank 2 going in. And we, when we downed the final boss and turned everything in, they were command rank 28. So oh, they wow. got 26 ranks during the, Jeez. during the, the operation. Wow. So yeah, it's, it's crazy how much CXP you're getting and um, listen to, uh, I think it was 298 um, when they talk about the different ways of getting CXP because Max and Seema were going through and saying, this is what I'm trying. This is mm -hmm. how many command ranks I'm getting, that sort of thing. And then you can kind of find your play style if you're interested. Right. All right. But in Elder Scrolls Online news, the Thieves Guild and the Dark Brotherhood event starts July 2nd and runs through July 15th. You'll get double rewards for world bosses and delve boss kills, as well as the dailies. There will also be increased rewards for heists and sacraments. I'll leave that right where it is. This event, and there will also drop event tickets for the new Shadowy Onyx Indrik mount. You can earn a max of two tickets per day per account. And as always, MFN is on Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, hosted by Dan Kinnia. Yep. Yeah. And, and one of the, the, the neat things about the Thieves Guild and Dark Brother events is the fact that the, the drops that they're, they're giving you are really nice costume pieces for if you have a shadowy you know thief thing going on like if you are an assassin or slash thief you want those drops because it's going to give you the full set to use for your transmog in their game so highly recommended if you're trying to get that kind of a look together <clears throat> however over in eve uh there's a war happening in eve shocker <laughs> uh, but apparently they've added pve to eve and it completely threw everyone off kilter <laughs> Now the slumlords who used to controlling large swaths of space with uh, player-owned structures, or POS, um, are having to actively defend them since uh, the people they're renting to, or well, that's a weird sentence. The people they're rent, reading, renting to aren't defending them or really aren't helping, and now they're yeah, all in the rubber Because they have to actually engage with the con game content and not the people content, essentially. Um, so they've added a new alien um, faction, essentially, uh, but it's a PvE alien faction. It's NPCs. And unlike the usual NPCs, which just kind of mind their own business and might poke at you a little bit, but if you get away from them, leave you alone. No, these are actually chasing people down attacking player-owned structures, trying mm. to destroy them. I mean, like, this is like actual PvE content, and all of these you know, staunch PvPers are like, what's going on? I don't understand. There's a soulless <laughs> kill machine coming after me. Yeah, and, and the thing is, the, the one thing they found out is when you attack a player-owned structure, it will go into a reinforcement phase. Mm -hmm. The Drifters, which is the NPC class, or NPC uh, name for them. Uh, don't come back and attack a structure after it's injured reinforcement. So there's kind of a grace period now. So we don't know if it's going to continue like that or if it's, that's just the way it is to get people used to it and say, hey, it's going to knock your structure down. You're going to have to go reinforce it. <laughs> and then they'll come back later. Or if it's just, you know, giving uh, other 
fat your know, other player factions time to go hey that's gonna come out of reinforcement soon we're gonna finish it off so. yeah yeah awesome yeah it looks like they throw things really into chaos but you know it's eve so that works yeah exactly all right and we have some uh social so or wow sto news <laughs> uh 2019 ryzen luana festival starts on july 2nd so tuesday yes, yes. tuesday um it's almost time for captains of all on all three platforms to relax and take a break on Ryza and get their hands on DT3 Ryzen Corvette, new costumes, emotes, and more. Yay. Uh, there's currently a lifetime subscription sale. Captains on PC can save $100 on the lifetime subscription until August 1st. Get access to tons of ships, playable races, and more. Uh, AIE is currently working on two fleet holdings, the Spire and the Colony. And, of course, mandatory fun night for Star Trek Online started a half an hour ago, so you are officially late. Yep. <laughs> exactly. And uh, Dent just posted that he's hopping in voice chat now if you, if anyone wants to hang out and do stuff. Awesome. Um, although I would suggest looking at the AI Discord right now, there's a number of people in Final Fantasy fourteen, and wow, so... The, the STO might be a little light, but right. join anyway. All right. And in Guild Wars 2, the revived Dragon Bash Festival started last week and will run for two more weeks. It's been moved to Holbrack and has new races and good loot. There's a new guild hall decoration, a holo projector that makes a giant holo krakatoric fly the skies. Please contribute to the guild hall so they can get the coolest of decorations. And there's a YouTube video showing some of the uh, Dragon Bash Festival events. And last but not least, uh, Lord of the Rings Online has a continued focus on Saturday night mandatory fun nights. Uh, might be looking to get a monster play event going on later in the summer. Uh, for those not familiar, uh, that it's a feature that allows you to play as the monsters and come after your friends, the heroes. So, so we get to go after the hobbitses? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You can take the hobbits away from Isendor or whatever. Isendor, right. Isendor, yes. Yes. All right. Well, that was a lot of news, mainly because we had two huge games launched right. and a lot of discussion around that. So mm -hmm. we are not going to have our normal game discussion this week. Uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show uh, to keep it within the, the hour we try and do. So uh, make sure you join us in two weeks for more Final Fantasy discussion because we'll have Abel and Duras on and they can tell us now that they've reached max level and <laughs> gone through a lot of the story, how everything's going, what, what people are doing and, and that th sort of thing. Um, so that is going to be our show for tonight. While the showroom begins suggesting show titles, we want to thank us for joining us. Thanks. Thank you, us. <laughs> You're a lovely guest. Yeah. If you have a question or comment about our show, you can email us at podcast at AIE-guild.org, which gets some really interesting spam mail, by the way. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Twitter. The show is at AIE Podcast. I am at the Mucow. Makala is at Cyberwave. Tetsemi is at Ivory Tiger. We record live with video every other Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can join the chat room and play along with us on our website, which is aie-guild.org slash podcast-live-stream. And our Discord server for chat is at aie-guild.info slash Discord. Our theme was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen, 
follow him at Keys with Soul or visit his website, keyswithsoul.com. All right. And now it's time to, to play all the great AI member segments received this week, including Ask Buxley. Thank you, Buxley. And overly dramatic news from Hunts the Wind. Thank you, Hunts. Um, by the way, if you guys want to try your hand at creating a segment, please feel free to chat with us. Let us know. We definitely absolutely love guild create guildy created content. Not unlike Eve. Um, and it's always fun to uh, see what you guys have up your sleeves. Yep, definitely. All right. Next time. Next time we will be talking to Abovan and Duras about AIE in Final Fantasy XIV and Shadowbringers. So until then, AIE, this is Tetsemi. And this is Mucal. This is Makala. And this has been the AIE Podcast. <laughs> station brings ODN back to the good old days. It's the Overly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. With the ever-increasing size of the world of Warcraft, our news network has been struggling with keeping bureaus open in all of the different continents, islands, and even planets that keep popping up every couple of years. So it's good to see a news station joining our network in a familiar location, and I'm not complaining about the fees they pay to carry our content either. WXRD, the classic voice of the crossroads, will soon be going on the air with 50,000 watts of broadcasting power from their antenna on the top of Dreadmist Peak. In addition to our news of the day, the station will be primarily a talk format, with the latest chat from around town, weather, and traffic reports. Initial sponsors include Sticks in the Mud, the exclusive Kalimdor supplier for all your shaman needs, and Sole Provider, make your boots tough enough to last until you can finally afford a mount. We here at ODN certainly wish to welcome our new affiliate, but we do admit being a bit puzzled by their marketing strategy. Usually a classic format such as theirs is marketed to a senior citizen demographic, but the sales manager for the station tells us that they are aiming for a younger crowd, no older than 60. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. Buxley has been given express written permission from the Major League Brawlers Guild. Buxley here to answer your World of Warcraft questions in this edition of Ask Buxley. This question is about saving the world. Dear Buxley, I was recently asked to go out and help with the Heart of Azeroth, and in the course of doing this, I ran across Magni Bronzebeard and the Titan Construct Mother. They both assured me that I, and I alone, held the fate of Azeroth in my hands. I'm kind of nervous with all this responsibility. Help! Well, I hate to be the one to tell you this, but your hands can't hold fate. And they certainly can't hold Azeroth. I mean, have you seen it? It's really big. I was just in that chamber. Every time someone went to talk to them, I heard them say, Hey, you, you can save everybody. I swear, it's really you. And what I think this means is, Magni and Mother are hedging their bets. And it's not like what it sounds. They're not throwing money into a row of tall bushes. Nope, they're telling everybody they can save the world because sooner or later, one of these people will be able to save the world and they'll be the right person. And then Magni and Mother will be able to go, Hey, we knew that was going to happen all along. I know that's a weird thing to do, but they have their heart in the right place, ha, so to speak. They just want to save Azeroth. So you should help. And who knows? You might just be the one that does it. 
Thanks for your question. If you'd like to see what I'm up to every day, follow Ask Buxley on Twitter. You can listen to the archives at AskBuxley.com. Hey, you want to save Azeroth? We swear it's you. Part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.